This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Welcome, global leaders, to the Global Reach Leadership Forum with Navy veteran, ecclesial leader, entrepreneur, and author, Dr. Pat. Presenting you with critical leadership perspectives from the minds of former military leaders now transforming the face of American business as successful entrepreneurs. Get ready to listen, learn, to lead, and now to enhance your leadership influence on the Global Reach Leadership Forum. Here's your host, Dr. Pat. Hello and welcome to the Global Reach Leadership Forum. I'm your host, Dr. Pat here. And today we are talking about discipline. Discipline as the leadership fundamental principle that every leader needs to have to be able to excel. And uh, before my uh, special guest comes today, uh, I am going to talk about my take on discipline and to make sure that we all are on the same sheet of music and understanding how discipline impacts the leader's progress in any environment. So to that end, I want to ask a question uh, so that we all can understand uh, where discipline plays in our respective roles. And the question is, why is a leader's sense of discipline critical for the success of their organization? Now, this is a very unique question because sometimes we don't really take it seriously about the value of discipline and how we need to excel. But as a leader, I want to say that your sense of discipline is essential to the well-being of your team because it allows your team to know who to expect, what to expect, and what the boundaries are and what the expectations are for their performance. You are the book or manual that they will ever read. You're the map to their professional destination and you are the Bible they'll ever read for those who are spiritually inclined, that is. Therefore, it is hard to articulate a standard of excellence and performance worthy of emulation if, if you as a leader are not inclined or capable of being yourself or doing things yourself because of the discipline that you have. So if as a leader, you are not disciplined enough to be punctual to meetings or say, uh, to, to an event or attentive to the details or, or you're thorough in your reviews or predictable in your expectations, it'll be really hard for you to require the same of others, isn't it? Therefore, I want to encourage you to consider discipline as a fundamental principle that you as a leader need to have to be able to excel in whatever capacity that you've been called in. Now, Here's a short story, okay? I, um, I once listened to a supervisor tell his staff that uh, uh, there, was, uh, there was a blanket policy of ramifications for 
for tardiness to work. In other words, whoever showed up late was going to be penalized for it. Now, he cautioned them, every one of them, so that nobody would come in late. But what I find surprising is that firstly, for a team of adult professionals, tardiness should never, ever be an issue. If you're going to be late, just communicate. But guess what? Barely two days after making that policy proclamation, the supervisor himself came to work late again. One would have thought that the same person with that stern caution not to be tardy would resonate with themselves. You know, it is surprising, but that wasn't the case. They showed up late themselves. So my point here is that, however, discipline in itself is the better part of caution, okay? To be cautious when one desires to be disciplined is essential. One is cautious about being intentional and conscious of being deliberate in any action, in any task. Therefore, for your organization to be successful because you expect the success of your team, the measure of disciplined actions and responses that you hope, you hope for your organization to win must first start with you. Okay. So you cannot preach what you yourself do not practice or at least attempt to practice. You cannot ask of your team what you are unwilling to apply to yourself as well. So anything contrary to holding yourself subject and accountable to discipline creates or undermines your own credibility with your team. This is almost what I would call professional suicide, okay? So no one can take you seriously or even come, you know, expect you to be competent when you perform contrary to your own proclamation or convictions. Therefore, I would urge you to consider if you want your team to be disciplined, you have to be prepared to be disciplined yourself to excel. Discipline in an organization starts with you. Hold yourself accountable. Hold yourself to the timelines. Hold yourselves to the perfect or near perfect expectation and level of excellence that you desire of your team by holding yourself to those same standards first. That's what discipline is from my take. Uh, so with that said, I would uh, now take time to introduce my guest, a special guest, um, someone I would call a celebrity in one way or another, and uh, he comes here shortly. All right, I'm excited today to have with me my guest, now a new good friend of mine, uh, his Dom, Dom Fassad. Uh, he, he is uh, an expert in leadership, confidence, executive coach, and radio show host. Don Fossett has been 
to hell and back. Dom is a military veteran and prior police officer with 10 plus years of corporate leadership experience. Dom is the CEO of Think React Lead. Think React Lead is a company dedicated to pushing people past their limiting beliefs by bridging the gap between their mind and heart for increased success. Welcome to the Global Reach Leadership Forum. It is good to have you here, Dom. Thank you, sir. Thank you for the invite. Greatly appreciate it. Awesome, awesome. I am excited to uh, to have you here. I tell you what, you are uh, such a dynamic um, leader uh, in, uh, and because of your expertise, I think you'll be a great addition to any organization when they ask you to speak. And we want to feature you as a personality, a media personality, uh, so that we can actually talk about the things that matter. And I believe in your experience. You've had all kinds of experiences, as we just read your brief bio there, being a, uh, from a police officer and also a military veteran. You know a lot about, about, about discipline. And today, that's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about discipline. And I'm excited to have you here. So, so Dom, I know that uh, we have a lot to talk about. Um, I've, I've been learning a lot uh, from you over the course of, uh, of uh, a few months that I've, I've been acquainted with you. Uh, but I want to start off by asking you, uh, Dom, and, and, and that is, how has self-discipline helped you to excel in your company, in, in your role as a dynamic leader? One of the things, well, one, thank you for the intro. I appreciate that. But uh, one of the things that discipline has assisted me with, I'm going to start with inside the house, because from a leadership perspective, and this is just something that I share with clients, and even friends, they don't like it. But if you can't lead from within your house, you have no business leading outside. <laughs> I like that. So discipline has helped me uh, understand what's important to me, right? A lot of times, and just speaking from a communication standpoint, uh, we say things to the people that are under our roof that we might not mean, right? And that is going to dictate or have a negative uh, re- result to what our day is going to look like as we leave the household. And now we're, you know, we go into the office, we're an executive, we have people to lead. And now there's this disconnect. And I talked about bridging the gap between the mind and the heart. There's a disconnect of, am I being a true leader or am I just being two different people, a person at work or a person at the house? Discipline has allowed me to acknowledge my emotions and understand that it's okay to have feelings. You know, I'm an ex-cop prior military. So given those backgrounds, a lot of times you just get hard. You become hardened to the world and you forget about self. So discipline for starters has allowed me to acknowledge the importance of self. Dom Fawcett, my feelings are important. Um, the words that come out of my mouth are important. My, my listening is, is important. And these are things that I implement at home. So going into the workspace, well, I don't work for a company now, but when I was in the corporate space, going to work and being disciplined in my emotions, being disciplined, forget about time management. Like that is very normal. If you can't get that, you ha- like you have other issues. I'm talking discipline with self, how we allow people to talk at us as opposed to talk with us, right? And discipline has allowed me to not wear my feelings on my shoulders or on my sleeve and have true conversations with people and work around what we call crucial conversations. Crucial conversation is that conversation that you may not want to have with your boss, with your employee, with your spouse, with your kids, et cetera. And it just kind of eats you up inside. 
Well, the only reason why you don't want to have that conversation is because you're afraid of your own emotions. You're not sure how to have the conversation without negatively impacting somebody else, getting your point across. So discipline has allowed me to uh, fake react lead, how to put myself first, but not void of emotion. So we're talking good emotion there. And I, and I, and I really think the, the emotion, the, the increase of emotional intelligence in my world stems from where I grew up, being in the military, being a police officer. And I'm not a big guy. I'm 5'11", 210 pounds. So I'm not a, I'm, I'm big in the corporate space from a side, but I, I, as a cop, I'm not street big. So I can't, you know, I can't pick everybody up. So I have to learn or had to learn how to communicate. And that helped me so much in the corporate space. And now as a professional speaker and radio show host, it, it helps me as well. So discipline keeps me in line. Wow. You know, that's so profound that you mentioned that how that has shaped you. And it, that segues into the next part of uh uh, quite, you know, uh, my, uh, my my topic here because you mentioned how you have to lead from the home, and that's a, that's important because people miss a piece of it. Uh, we talked, we heard about scriptures that says that if you know if you can't lead your house, why would you lead, um, you know, a church or whatever the case might be? Mm-hmm. But specifically, I think that the military has kind of shaped you in a way and in, in some aspects on how you're leading today. So what would you say, the, uh, if any at all, how has the has prior military shaped your success right now as a leader? I would say it, it was my position in the military. So before joining the military, I stuttered from six, the age of six, all the way through 18. So joining the military did a couple of things. One, I was K-9 in the military. I was K-9, I had a dog. And when you're deployed, it's just you and your dog. You don't have a team. You're not with a bunch of guys or gals. Like, it's just you in the middle of nowhere with your dog. And I learned how to build my confidence. My dog taught me how to build confidence. I noticed that when I was talking to my dog, I wouldn't stutter. But then I realized, because you have a lot of time to think when you're in the middle of the desert. I realized that stuttering wasn't the issue. I had a lack of confidence. And the lack of confidence in being judged by others is what caused me to stammer and stutter. But I noticed that when I was out with my dog, I would just talk to Clint and it would be, it would be such a fluid conversation. And secondarily, I learned the importance of listening. Because when you talk to a dog and it's your dog, their ears will come up and they'll look at you. Now, granted, it's a weird look because they don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but I learned how to listen to people. And I learned how wow, humans naturally will, will be on edge to, to get their words out while somebody's trying to convey a message. So I learned to relax. I learned to listen, which is a, listening is a very great quality of a leader. Mm. And I learned to not rush my words. So listen to the person talking, void of a preconceived answer. Mm. As they're talking, just like, just turn these on, turn all, everything else off. Let it digest and then respond. And most of the time, if you've noticed, when people are talking to us, they don't want a response. They just want an ear. That's it. So it's helped me. It's, it helped shape me as a as having more humility as a leader and being present when employees or direct reports or peers were conversing with me, not multitasking, but just listening. So I think that was like the biggest takeaway that I gained from 
from being in the military. Wow, this is good stuff. And Dom, you, you have opened my eyes to a lot just uh, hearing how you allowed uh, something like an animal, you know, a dear one, of course, a partner to help you build confidence. That's profound. And people lose the fact that you can learn from any dynamic whatsoever. And I appreciate you mentioning how that has really shaped you and who you are today. So that tells me that if I can just tune everything off and not be so quick to answer people when they're talking, then I'm probably going to learn a lot from them. And that's what I just learned from you here today. And that, that, is, so that, is, that is really good to hear. So Thank then I, I would say that the corporate world needs to learn how to be disciplined. What would you say are the key tenets they need to be disciplined so they can excel in, uh, in whether you're a, a transition military leader or you're already a buddy entrepreneur, what aspects of discipline do you need to be able to excel and be successful in your business? I think in, 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 just, in just life, um, if, the, if the five closest people to you uh, act like you, look like you, think like you, believe like you, and sound like you, you'll never grow. So I talk about diversifying your associations. Wow. And everybody's a leader, in my opinion. I think leadership, John Maxwell says leadership is influence, but it's maybe, maybe we're influencing the mailman when we go out to get our mail and just say hi. Maybe we're influencing our kids. Maybe we're influencing each other if we're you know, in a spousal relationship. But somehow, somewhere, we're influencing somebody. But if all you know is people that act like you, look like you, think like you, believe like you, and sound like you, you're never going to grow. So in order to transition, which is going from one place and a, and a customary way of doing something to another place and changing maybe the way that you do something that, you know, there's a transition there in order to, to be successful. And to, to me, success is not monetary. It's a feeling. But having the feeling that you're winning every time you're going to the office or you're winning every time you talk to your em employees, you have to be comfortable with. Uh, diversifying your association. So if you're in the corporate, and I'm using this example because you, I see it a lot, you're in the corporate space and you're talking about um, all these groups of people because right now it's prevalent, LGBTQ, um, Black Lives Matter, women, uh, uh, what is it? There's a, there's a woman's movement. I forgot the name of it. Me yeah. too. So okay. there's all these things. But if you are, and I'm going to use this as an example, just because it's it was my experience in the corporate space. Okay. Uh, most boardrooms are filled with Caucasian male, mm -hmm. right? And you might be diverse, so you think in your heart, which mm -hmm. is totally fine. Yeah. But if your kids have never seen somebody who doesn't look like you at their dinner table, are you that diverse? Maybe you're a black female and you are in a leadership position and you're pushing the diversity message at your company, which is great. But have you had anybody in your house that's a different religion, a different political view, a different gender, a, diff a different everything that you believe in? If you haven't brought those people into your home, you're a hypocrite. Hmm. You can't talk diversity and inclusion and spearhead that at your place of employment if you don't implement that in your day-to-day -day at home. It's easy to put it, put the face on. Yes. Oh, yes. Because I'm the Black guy, I lead diversity and inclusion. But if I don't allow people in my house that are a different religion, and I've learned about different religions, not because of study, but because of clients that I've had. And I've learned uh, about the LGBTQ community. And that's a whole nother world. It blew my mind. I'm like, oh, you guys got that kind of struggle? I had no clue. <laughs> right? And 
I embrace the difference. And I, and I think leaders need to do the exact same thing, not just at work, because if you're a leader, but you're uncomfortable having the diversity and inclusion conversation, that means yeah. you have some issues, you have some areas that you need yes. to grow. Talking about other cultures, races, cultures, races, religions, ethnic backgrounds, like that should not be an awkward conversation. The only reason why it's awkward is because you've never experienced it, no matter what your race, religion, culture, ethnic background is. And as long as you don't experience it, you'll never grow. Ooh, ooh. I hope uh, for our listeners, I hope you're hearing this. Dom is hitting it hard. He's speaking truth to power here. And uh, I know that this is uh, worthy of you coming back and listening to this. But I tell you what, we need tools. We need tools like that. And Dom, I want you to just share with us, what kind of tools can we use besides bringing somebody to the dinner table? I mean, there's a lot he shared already, but uh, are there tools that we can use to make sure this kind of discipline that we need to excel as leaders um, shows up? I, I mean, I, I think speaking is one of them. What are the tools you think we need to, to, to do this? You know, it's um, I, I tell people I'm a, I'm a one plus one is two kind of guy. I'm very simple. Yes. The tools that we need is to open our brain and use our heart. OK. A lot of people lead from a space of I'm going to do this because it's going to get me promoted. And and I get it. That's called strategy. It makes complete sense. But if you don't want to burn yourself out at work, then you need to under you need to ask yourself some questions. One, am I the great leader that I think I am? Mm. And nine times out of ten, I'd say that you're you're not. Yeah. You stop growing. And then ask yourself, do I really want to do, like is yes, I have a great career because I was in this place. I had a great career, great position had the you know the days off for vacation had the cars like i just everything was good but i didn't i didn't want to do it anymore mm. and i was up for a promotion i was like i just i'm not excited about this god opened the doors for me to speak and i had never planned on being self-employed i honestly was planning just to go to another company but there are tools galore out there from books to assessments to i mean there's a million tools but there's only one of you yes Yes. The, the the change of the adaptation is in self, not the self that you were when you graduated and got your master's 10 years ago, but the adaptation and change in self of who you are today. And you have to acknowledge that. I think the biggest tool that people can utilize is understanding themselves because people are powerful. They just have to understand themselves to be so. Wow. <laughs> oh, this is good. This is good. You know what? I, you. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing you say all this and um, I, I cannot even begin to, because I want to rehash what you're saying, but all, all we need to do if you listen to this today is to go back and listen to what Dom just said, because the tools are out there. You just, if you're not being successful, you're not making the effort to do that, uh, that's on you. But, but Dom, I, I want you to speak to personal convictions, personal values, because I think that um, personal values and convictions compel us to be disciplined as well. And how would you say that uh, helps us as entrepreneurs to excel? Because if you don't have good personal values or convictions, uh, is there a chance you're not gonna be successful? What do you think about that? I think that personal values and convictions are the guiding light. There you go. Right? Okay. They're the bumpers, the curbs on the road to wherever it is that we're going. Uh, one of the things I use for myself is change one life every day for the rest of my life. Mm. And what that what that's done for me is um, it's allowed me to see for me something simple. When I post on social media, which I post every day, 
Mm-hmm. I don't have to go back and look at it because I know at least one person is going to see it. Okay. So I don't need to, I don't need to validate myself by keep going back and going back. But interpersonal interaction, if I'm talking to somebody, do I really need to talk about Dom Fawcett? Like, is that going to change one life every day for the rest of my life? Does that fall into that guy's? No, it does not. That person probably just needs me to listen if I'm in a space to do so. And it stops me from wanting to, a lot of people feel the, the need to brag or the need to boast. And I, I've seen it in these little corporate settings. Oh, I've got this. I've got like, okay, you have your degree. But what about the person at the table who's there every week, every Tuesday, every Tuesday meeting, they're there, but they don't get a chance to talk because three of you are always talking. <laughs> so I, you know, I think react lead is think as an executive, react like a soldier and lead. And that allows me to think about it, strategize quickly. A soldier is required to move. That's it. Just take the order and move and then lead. Do it with with tact. Do it with professionalism. And if people were to take time outside of themselves and just be okay, not always getting the credit, eventually they'll get the credit. Because people will just see them as a kind person. Sounds weird, but that's just how that works. The person that talks the less is the one that most people are curious about. Mm-hmm. And the less you talk, the more you don't mess up. Wow. <laughs> the one who talks the less is the one people are curious about. Oh, uh, wow. That is, that's, um, that's deep. I, you know what? I... I um... You said a few things there that are kind of striking me, and I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna chew on them for a little while. That that that, that, that that's really good, but it, you know I am thinking about how people probably learn. You've probably learned a lot of lessons, you know, over the course of your career, whether in the mm-hmm. corporate world or in the military. I'm sure there's been some one big lesson about being disciplined that you probably want to share? If, if there's a takeaway about being disciplined, what's the one biggest lesson that you would say uh, you've learned about discipline that has made you excel? How we do one thing is how we do everything. And we're, I'm going to use an example that uh, everybody's from, familiar with. We set an alarm. Most people do. They set an alarm, especially if you're in the corporate space and you have a job you have to get to. But you set your alarm. But what happens before we set the alarm? It's evening getting ready for bed, we tell ourselves, I'm going to get up at 5 a.m., 0500 hours. So we go to our clock or our phone and we set the alarm for 0500 hours, 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. We go to bed, the alarm goes off, we hit snooze. <laughs> I try not to. <laughs> but what happens is your day doesn't go as planned because you've already broken a promise to yourself. Mm. Like you committed the 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 hours ago. I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. Like you mm-hmm. said that in your head. Mm-hmm. You said it so much so that you, I'm, a, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make sure I get up at 5 a.m. 5 a.m. comes around, we hit snooze. If we hit snooze at the start of our day, what other areas in our day are we hitting snooze on? What are the areas in our day are we putting on the back burner? What are the what other areas in our day are we not making important? Mm-hmm. We're scheduling things and then not a, a, adhering to said schedule. And then you come home and you wonder why your kids are off, you're off, you're angry, you're upset because you you haven't acknowledged the wins. Like when you start your day 5 a.m. and you get out of bed, you don't have to know what you're going to do when you get out of bed. You just get up and figure it out. Naturally, probably go to the restroom. Then we probably take a shower. Then we probably brush our teeth. Like when you start doing these things, you, it's simple. We start to feel accomplished. And then you get to work. 
And you're that guy. Like, why is he so happy? He woke up at 5 a.m. Like, everything's going smooth. And you can't ask your employees or your team to commit to things and stick to it if in private you're not doing the same thing. I like that. You hit it right on the head. That is so true. You know, and, you know, you, 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 you speak in. Yeah. Thank you. So, you know, there's a lot that there's a lot to be said about uh, people who are not disciplined, because if you're not disciplined to be able to hold people accountable, the chances are that you're not going to hold anybody else accountable because you can't hold yourself accountable. And mm-hmm. I think that's that's exactly what she's saying. You know, and uh, as uh, as we head in towards uh, the end here, uh, th- there's a couple more questions that I, I, I want to address, and that is you've probably had a lot of experience with success. And you mentioned how success is a feeling. It's not really monetary. Mm-hmm. And I, I tend to agree with that as well. You know, I, I always have alluded to success to whatever you set your mind to, as long as you accomplish it, you're successful. So how would you say the pressure of success can affect somebody's discipline? Would you say that if you're disciplined, pressure doesn't matter at all when you're successful? Or how would you say discipline relates to uh, being, being successful when you're under pressure? I think pressure comes from poor planning. Okay. And, and, and let me, there's a caveat to that. My, ex, my life experience uh, has put me in positions where most people aren't going to be. So you kick in the door as a cop, serving a warrant. Um, minutes before you're told that there's three people in the house, you kick in the door, there's seven people in the house. That's To me, that's pressure. Because mm-hmm. three people, and I was young and kind of full of myself 20 years ago when I was a cop, but uh, I kick in three people. I don't need backup. I'm good. I'll kick in the door, serve the warrant and, you know, affect it as I need to. But when you, when you're by yourself and you kick in the door uh, and there's seven people, you don't have the luxury of saying, all right, Paul's time out. I'll be right back. You guys don't move. Leave all the paraphernalia out there. Drugs, guns, like just leave it all. You don't have time to press pause. So that to me is pressure. Anything outside of that, like stuff I do now, this isn't pressure. There's nothing that I do, and most of us entrepreneurs, that should catch us off off guard. Mm -hmm. You should put a bumper in your time expecting certain things. When you schedule your day and you have non-negotiables in your life, you're not going to have pressure. Like, I honestly, I can't think of a time as an entrepreneur that I've had pressure, even in the corporate space. I can't think of it. If somebody says, hey, Dom, I got to get this presentation. I got 15 minutes. Can you put it together for me? Yeah, not a problem. The reason you're asking me is because I've done it before. (laughs) Nobody's going to say, hey, Dom, NASA's about to take off. Can you operate the space shuttle? That'll never happen because I'm not known for that. If my wife, oh, shoot, I forgot to. Our son's got half day today. Oh, shoot, I forgot to. All right. Hey, bud, I'm not going to be able to make the podcast or I can. I need 15 minutes, seven minutes to get there, seven minutes to get back. All right, cool. Either they say yes or they say no. I think we we overanalyze things and we call it pressure, but I, from a work perspective, I can't think of any pressure. Now, I race motorcycles for fun. My wife and I do. That's a little bit of pressure because I don't want to crash a motorcycle. Um, I do a lot of stupid things for fun. That's a little pressure, but it's what drives me. It's, it's, I, I think us as humans, pressure should only happen when we've chosen to have fun. Skydiving, pressure, I get it, right? Um, doing some artwork for the first time with paint with three of you, all three of your young kids, they're all under seven and you just clean the house. That's a little bit of pressure, but it's fun. <laughs> I, I, I can't think of work 
being pressure. We allow work to dictate how we are in our life. And that's where the pressure comes in. But when you, when you know who you are through and through, and again, having non-negotiables and comfortable with telling somebody no, you're not going to have pressure. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> pressure. Okay. So, so pressure, ha- it has to be fun. Otherwise, uh, it's not pressure, right? Okay. Otherwise, it's poor planning. Uh, poor pl- I mean, poor planning. That's right. Poor, yes. so poor, you know, I have often said that uh, there are two things. There are two kinds of P's uh, in, you know, in, in leadership. There's uh, pressure. Thus, pressure is when you're just as an individual, like like you're saying, poor planning, where it's really not out of in- instinct. It's something that somebody else is putting on you. That's that, that's mm-hmm. pressure. But peace is when it's coming from within. You have created the environment, so you have peace. So mm-hmm. just like what you're saying, pressure to me is negative, and uh, peace is positive. So that's that's really good. So how, how would you say that the media? has created an environment where people are not able to to lead with discipline because I, I believe that as leaders discipline helps us to be organized to excel in what we're doing but then the media creates an environment where people feel they need to overreact or overshow what they are when they're not really true leaders do you think that media has something to do with how people lead and therefore they can't exercise leadership um, discipline as they ought to I think so I don't watch the news. Okay. Um, I think the media is very good at what it does. Controls a narrative. Mm-hmm. But when you know what you're purposed to do, let's use leadership. You're in the corporate space. Let's say when the BLM the movement happened, you're a Caucasian male. You have a very diverse team. Prior to you getting that position, you should have diversified your associations mm-hmm. and understood the types of people, gender, race, ethnicity, ethnicity, religion, understood the types of people that are on your team. You should have had one to one conversations and hey, say, hey, look, I'm a white guy. My wife is white. Both of our grand, both of our parents are white. I would love to learn more about your culture. Like that should not be an awkward conversation. But the only way to have that conversation is through building relationships relationship. So the relationships have to be built. Now, if the media is pushing a certain narrative, you shouldn't like we've all at a certain age, you know how powerful the media is. I mean, heck, I'm on the news all the time. I use radio. Like I know how powerful it is. But what's more powerful, the one on one human connection? And what's longer lasting, the one on one human connection Mm. or what's heard on the media? And just because somebody says something on the media, doesn't mean that's it because that's it, yeah. you and I can hear the exact same thing. Our life experiences are going to cause us to re- to to respond or react or feel mm-hmm. very differently. So if something comes up and you don't know, just ask your employees. Like that's that's your first group of people to access. And I think people get real uncomfortable with having what I call crucial conversations, but it's all in how you come across. Don't yeah. stand up in the meeting and ask questions. Sit down. That way it looks like you actually care and not talking down to your audience. That is, you know, that's just, uh, what do they call that? That's uh, the that nonverbals. Again, that's right. Non-verbals. Nonverbals, okay. right? Sit down, have a meeting. Be comfortable being vulnerable and say, look, there's a lot going on in the world. Um, I have no clue what any of this stuff means. LGBTQ keeps popping up in my social media. I don't know anything about that. Does anybody have any insight? Now you're giving your employees 
permission to share. Yes. Yes. I know the BLM's happening. I don't know anything about that. And the media is painting people that look like me to respond a certain way. I don't have a response because I don't know. And leaders oftentimes have a problem with saying, I don't, I don't know. know. Oh, boy. Don't, don't say it too loud now. That is so <laughs> true. Right? <laughs> wow. You know, that is this is this is good stuff. You know what? I, I I I want this to continue, but you know, we all constrained by time and everything else. But I got a, just one last question. I said that earlier, right? But I'm just saying it again. So for, <laughs> for so so for 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 a military leader who's you know, who's leaving the military and wants to be an entrepreneur and and is not transitioning, or maybe a young entrepreneur who just got started, what would you say they need to know? The biggest takeaway to be disciplined. So get a they job. Can, they can excel. Okay. Okay. Get, get a job. Get a job. Because I, I, I'm a veteran. The military does not teach you how to, how to be self-employed. Military men, men and women are very good at, at, at taking an order and implementing said order. Yes. In my experience, in my employees that I've had and clients that I've coached, officers and enlisted, all branches, we're not creative. It's not how we're taught to be. The longer you're in the military, the less creative you're required to be. So get a job. And if you want to be, if you want to start a business, do the business when you get off work. But get, get, stay with the regiment. Don't just, I look, I'll be the first. This is hard. Mm-hmm. Very hard. And what you see people post on social media to include my page is like 10% of the iceberg. The rest is under the ocean. So get a job because a job and and having income coming in, it validates our existence. Absolutely. And it gives us a reason to learn how to lead in a different space. Because you go from, I told you what to do, you're going to do it, to it's a different world. Everybody's not going to do what you tell them to do. You're not a military. You're a civilian now. So I I always encourage people to get a job. Um, If you're getting out of the military, you're fresh out of college, don't start with entrepreneurship. Get a job first and then build your business and then leave once you've learned. Awesome. This is great. Well, I tell you what, I, I am so honored to uh, to have you on here. And uh, before we uh, we leave, is there anything you'd like our listeners, uh, audience to hear about you? What what makes Think, React, Lead and Dom Fassett significant in the world as much as he is right now? Give us your uh, your, your parting comments. I would say Think React Lead is significant because of people like you that allow me to come on their platform, share my message, um, educate an audience. It's 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 not about me. Again, I go back to change one life every day for the rest of your life. And you, I mean, I can be found on Instagram, Dom Fawcett, all platforms, Think React Leader, Dom Fawcett. But there's always going to be a need for somebody like you and you as the person listening. Right. There's always going to be everybody watching or listening to this has something in them that they want to do. If you're not doing it now, I call it following your passion. And, uh, sir, you brought up peace earlier. When you are dialed, when you follow natural order and you're dialed into your passion, you have peace. Mm -hmm. But peace can't happen with things being still. Disturbance has to take place for (laughs) peace to be. When you stand on a beach and you're standing toe and you're saying you're your toes are in the sand and you're feeling the wave, the breeze off the ocean waves and the wave and you're hearing them crash. 
That back and forth, that's natural order. When you hear palm trees flowing in the wind left to right, that's natural order. If the ocean were to crash left to right and not towards you, that's unnatural. Things get become out of alignment. So in order for you individuals to stay in alignment, you have to follow your passion and your passion will lead you to your purpose. Purpose. But I'm not saying don't quit your job until you have that in line. If you have questions, reach out to me. You can find me on domfawcett.com, Instagram, or just shoot me a text, 602-481-0650. That's 602-481-0650. Oh, thank you so much, uh, Dom. You have been awesome on this podcast. And for everybody that is listening, please listen, come back and listen to what Dama said, or just share this with anybody you care about, because it's been good. We talked about discipline. And uh, for more of these things, uh, please get the book, 52 Essential Qualities and Attributes of an Organizational Leader, How to Transform Your Leadership Habits in 52 Weeks. We talk about these things every week, and we are glad to have you here. Don't forget, remember to lead the change. Take care and be well. God bless. Well, global leaders, thank you for listening to this episode of the Global Reach Leadership Forum. If you have learned something today, please like us on Facebook. Visit our website at www.globalreachleaders.com to leave a comment or a question and share this episode with others. Until next week, remember to lead the change. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.